0: Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't
1: even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and a welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. Um, we've got another exciting show. Boy, I really enjoy doing these, uh, mainly because I'm the host. I don't have to answer the questions, um, but I get to learn a lot every week. And I've been doing this for, oh gosh, I don't know, 10, 12 years, so... I'm certainly not an expert, but, uh, you know, I keep learning more anyway. just have to spend more time putting that into practice. There's still so many things. We um, have got you invitations play? everywhere to go uh, sturgeon fishing in uh, Oregon and uh, steelhead fishing in Idaho and just so many things on the list and no time. <clears throat> we have um, uh, Frank uh, with us, who is uh, well, actually he's, he's working today. He's at his store. But uh, he's, we've got him by telephone. Frank, welcome to Fish Talk Radio.
2: Yes. How's it going today?
1: Well, we're going to have a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: You know, I've I got something to say on the show later you're okay. going to love.
1: All right. I'll love it already. okay. <laughs> But uh, we're going to start off the, the segment with uh, uh, Griselda's Smokehouse. We've got my dear friend uh, Gracie and her husband Dale that operate uh, um, fish processing, uh, packing, and smoking operation. And then Dale takes care of the charter boats. And good people, if anybody's interested in going to Cabo, they should talk to me, and I'll see if I can get them a special rate. And we do have a, a condo down there that's also available. <clears throat> if anybody's interested, they can go to fishtalkradio.com. At the bottom of every page is a link that says Cabo Condo, and uh, we get you all fixed up with the whole package fishing and accommodations and whatever else you need, we can do that for you. And uh, Frank you went we're having on a show a little bit later. We have somebody that has a very interesting boating club that we're gonna be talking to him about and then yes you went out yesterday and you got a bunch of fish and nothing big but a lot of fun, huh?
2: Yes, what happened was I had a client and so I used the anchovy on his. Yeah. Guess okay. what? In the first time in 10 years he beat me fishing. He, he <laughs> okay. got two to
1: one. There you go. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. we got to take a break, and we're going to come back with Graciela.
0: back to Fish, Talk, and Hunt Radio with John Henneken And Frank Selby, and we're
2: going to be talking to Zelda in Mexico, and also, I was out on Monday and Wednesday, and we slammed the fish off uh, the shore just a little ways, and we fished the wall. I I had two clients and one I used the fish uh, ointment. He beat me for the first time in 12 years. He beat me two to one. He got 16 and I got eight. They weren't big fish. We were getting a lot of a couple of legal barracuda and then we got some calicos Mm -hmm. that weren't legal real close, but we had a ball throwing uh, clousers and fly flies, but I did a little trick. I wanted to check this oil for flies that has the smell. It was the best I have ever seen. I could not believe how well it works, and their chemicals are all natural They uh, food uh, they grind the anchovies and put in oil. It works so good. I cannot tell you how great it worked. And I recommend anybody that's just starting out, salt water or fresh, to try that on their flies. They'll double the amount of fish they normally catch. And also, we're going out tomorrow, and uh, and we will. Uh, do, uh, Friday I go out and we're going to the 14 mile bank with a couple of clients and I'm going to try the same thing. And if they outfished me, I'm going to start using it. (laughs) And, uh, we have some great guests, uh, freedom boat club boys are going to be on and, He's uh, doing a really good job. He has the Long Beach, uh, yeah, San Pedro and Huntington Beach Boat Club, and we use their boats a lot. I'm a member. And uh, so I love it because I come into the dock, park the boat, They carry my stuff up to the truck and they clean the boat and everything. It's better than having to have fourteen things you're your dock, fees, your cleaning fleas, everything. It's great. And we have a really good show today. We're having a little technical difficult, but it'll be resolved in a couple of minutes. And what else? Let's see. Uh, i We're go- trying to get a hold of our friend in Mexico. I love their boats. They're great. Uh, People They do uh, She does uh, The processing of the fish And he does The boat Rentals Okay Uh, Okay I think we have Gracie Now Okay Okay, and last time down there we had a ball with them. Uh, they are really nice in Cabo San Lucas, and we do. I'm going. I'm going back very soon, and uh, do a couple more days down there. Well, I say a couple. That's a week. Usually five days of fishing and one day of sightseeing and one day of travel going back. Uh, and the, I've been using the, uh, the God, my mind went blank for a second. Yes, I have uh, been using the uh, Gary Loomis' new rod, and I love it. And Gary was on a couple of months ago and was talking about it. And one of my clients had one of his new rods. I have to buy a couple of them for my personal use. And John, it, we and yeah. And John is and me is going to Alaska and do some halibut fishing. I think we're all booked up now. Uh I, but next year we'll have open spaces. Uh the price is so inexpensive it's not even funny. You can go you can go there three times for what you can go to most of the lodges one week for. So well I'm hoping that we get a hold of them. (laughs) And uh, how many, if anybody wants to do a little salt water fishing in California or New Mexico, you can always go on our website and get a hold of John, and he always has places almost all over the United States that we can get you in. Okay.
6: Okay. And yeah. okay. are we – yeah –
2: Well, it still sounds like we're having a little technical uh, double trouble today. And uh, we. We're supposed to go back down in about two months. Hey, Frank. Cabo
1: says, yes. Uh, we've got Gracie on the line. We kind of lost some time trying to get through to Mexico, but we got her. Uh, oh, hi, Gracie. Uh, it's a Griselda Grace. Smokehouse. Her, her, her friends and those like me that love her just call her Gracie. Uh, yeah. Her, yeah. And her, her and her husband, Dale, she she does the fist processing, uh, smoking, and bookings, and her husband, Dale, takes care of the charter fleet. And uh, Gracie, it's not necessarily the best time of the year, but I understand there's been a lot of uh, billfish around. I know, it's noisy. I said, and
6: I'm sorry, John. No, I said, um, I
1: understand that there's been a lot of billfish.
2: Marlin. It's been a lot of marlin, yeah, a lot of marlin. That's what there have been, a lot of kitchen release marlin and some Dorados. That's what the fight is. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, not as soon tunas, but now it's Marlin and Dorado. Yeah. yeah. yeah the boats came back early because we had some rain today. Oh. It outside.
7: Yeah, we were training Good. a while.
1: That's perfect. And,
7: uh, I was to be back early, but they did
1: good. That's Everybody good. got me. Okay. Well, real quickly, Gracie, let me just uh, give you a, a quick thought. We're running late. But uh, when you go down and fish with uh, uh, the uh, Dream Maker, or if you just got your own boat or another boat, you pull into the dock, uh, call them up, the dock boy will come down and pick up your fish, take it back up, have it processed, uh, flash frozen, and when you're ready to go to the airport, you just stop in and pick it up, and you're ready to go. You don't touch anything. You don't clean anything. It just makes it so, so easy, and it's very reason- reasonably priced. It's uh, one of the cheapest places in Baja. But uh, it's a little hard to find. It's right behind the Baja Cantina. But if you're going to go down, uh, let me know, and we'll make sure Gracie gives you a good deal and uh, let you know how to find it. Gracie, I miss you. I'm going to try and come down in April.
2: I'm right here, but it just, it's, I'm sorry, it's just a lot of, a lot of noise. No, I, don't I understand. Know what I, just ask you the
1: question. What do you ask All right. me? Well, I, I said that I miss you, and I'm going to try and make it down in April.
8: Yeah, me too. Yeah, and hopefully you make it. You know, okay. that uh, it should
2: be very nice. But okay. The Dorado should still be here. All right. Hopefully some Yellowtail. Yeah, there the water's uh, getting a little colder, so it's going well, to be a change I'll talk, to the, the I'll, I'll, thing.
1: I'll talk to you ahead of time and see what kind of presents I can bring for you
2: that <laughs> Huh. Oh, yeah.
1: I owe her a pair of uh, earrings. I
2: don't know if you guys can hear that noise, but he's bad
1: connection. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Frank's a yeah. notice. Okay, Gracie, we're going to let you go. Sorry it took so long to get you on the air, but I know you're a busy lady. Thank you very much. From, uh, uh, right yeah, down, we were very busy. We're right? okay now. I the time, but said, I don't know
8: if you hear that noise. Right.
1: Yeah, right.
2: There's a line going on
1: right there. Right, right down in the meridian. Thank you, and okay. uh,
7: hopefully to see you all in Cabo soon.
2: Okay,
1: We'll we'll talk to you back soon. Thanks. Bye, Gracie. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, Sorry for that short delay, but thank you, Frank. And you're listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. We'll be right back. The best wing
4: shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. dollars per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells even the tips are included bird season starts soon so book your adventure today contact support at thegrizgear.com that's support at thegrizgear.com or call 434-953-8598 that's 434-953-8598 <laughs>
1: Let me tell you about a fantastic
4: boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides, and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel the chef will even cook your catch check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure that's 434-953-8598
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk and
1: Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby on the line with us. And, Frank, uh, even though this is pretty much a full-time career for you, you do have a day job. You operate a uh, uh, fishing tackle, of a fly shop in Huntington Beach, and, you know, unfortunately, you had to work today. It's one of the first times that I've ever seen you do that. But yeah. uh, anyway, so you're, uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And we have Scott Brown, who we get in touch with every once in a while because— uh, Uh, Scott, besides just being a really nice guy and an outdoorsman, um, he is Western Regional Manager of uh, (laughs) Product, uh, blah, 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 uh, for uh, uh, Fiat, uh, in particular Dodge Ram.
6: Cool. Yeah. So Fiat Chrysler is the name of the company. You know, it's, it's Chrysler merged with Fiat about six or seven years ago. And uh, new company, Fiat Chrysler.
1: Uh-huh.
6: Best job yeah. in the world. Fiat. Yeah.
1: Um, well... I was talking to you the other day, and it it sounded kind of exciting, Um, you know. And what we'd like to do is, I know you want to talk just about Dodge Ram, and we will, because I love those trucks. Um, But let's talk first of all a little bit about what's happening in the automotive world. Uh, Things are just changing. I mean, you know, cars are like computers now. I mean, you got to get one every couple of years to keep up with it.
6: Yeah, so technology. Yeah, For the last fifteen years, technology—you know, computers and and the technology that's going into cars—is is making them safer. It's you know the semi-autonomous features that are you know the blind spot monitoring and mm-hmm. cameras are are just unbelievable. So yeah, technology is where things are going right now.
1: Well, and apparently the uh, majority of the vehicles being sold are uh, trucks and SRVs.
6: Yeah, you know the, you know SUVs, again that yeah. yeah SUVs you know again that technology is making vehicles more fuel efficient. Yeah, um, and, and SUVs, let's face it, they yeah. they just they're the more practical. You can put more stuff in them. You can well, oh, yeah, but though.
1: they're getting they're getting decent mileage out of those things now. Yeah.
6: Exactly. You know, again, a lot of the technology is enabling us to get better fuel economy. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, you know, it used to be an SUV was a penalty. They were big, they were heavy, they handled poorly, they got poor fuel economy. That's not the case these days.
1: Yeah. I'll need at least 30 seconds and put a different cup. Yeah. Uh, Well, that, you know, and of course that's across the board. And then, of course, the electric vehicles, if you want to just touch on those for a minute, they're starting to show up in the SUVs also.
6: Yeah, you know, we've got a, a hybrid minivan that it's a plug-in, plug-in hybrid, which means it's electric for the first 33 miles, and then a gas motor will kick in and give you an additional um, range. The yeah. new Ram trucks, the new Ram trucks that we just showed at the Detroit Auto Show, they have a mild hybrid system, um, and, and what that means is it's kind of advanced start-stop technology. When you take your foot off the gas and you're coasting it's going to shut off fuel delivery um, when you come to a stop it's going to shut the engine down yeah but then when you when you take your foot off the brake and you go to accelerate it starts you the get engine a 48 volt battery pack that's equivalent of about 90 horsepower for a V6 and about yeah. um, 130 for the for the Hemis but before the engine can even fire up, this electric battery pack and these electric motors are going to get the car moving. Um, you know, that's when vehicles are most inefficient is when they're starting. Yeah. And now we're going to use
1: a mild oh, hybrid, a use mild the stored use, yeah, use the stored energy. Yeah.
6: Yeah, use the stored energy, and now these have regenerative. So when you're not only when you take your foot off the gas, not only are you shutting off the fuel, but you've got regen happening. The brakes won't even come on, even if you're putting the brakes. It's gonna regen some electricity, store it in a battery pack, and then when you get to get going, that battery pack's gonna boost you. So the new Ram trucks, both the 1500, the the V6 and the Hemis, have available what we what we call e-torque, um, and it's basically a mild hybrid system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, well, the, the, the hybrid I'm 100% in favor of is the mad, gas mileage is incredible, but you don't have to worry about running out of electricity. Uh, exactly. And you can drive across country and not worry about where to charge up because it's charging all the time. And worst case, you just run on the gas engine.
6: Right. Now, now the batteries are getting better and better, right? But the reality is out here in the West where you would get big open expanses, Um, You know, yeah, we have issues when it comes to range anxiety and pure electrics. Um, um, So, yeah, these hybrids, and now these hybrids that are coming into trucks, you know, pulling bolts out of bolt wells, and to have that instant torque from zero um, assisting – gonna be a big deal. It's gonna be awesome. The trucks okay. are incredible.
1: Now this uh, are you are you talking about the new Dodge Ram that you're just coming out with or is this just in general?
6: No, no no this the new we do, we're just getting ready to launch a brand new for two thousand and nineteen a new Ram fifteen hundred. So um, pretty exciting for us, new sheet metal, new unbelievable interior um, and then tweaks on the powertrain with this e torque system which is a mild hybrid. So the trucks aren't out yet. You know, we probably got about
1: another six weeks before they hit the market. Um but yeah, pretty phenomenal stuff. Wow. Well, gonna have to get me one of those. Yeah, no, I'll it one up to you. you. know, it it's not like yes, ship it on up. I'll put it I'll give it a driving <laughs> test for about a year. But uh, the uh, um, the other thing is that when you're used to you know, something that would be called a truck Uh, You know, this is a luxury automobile on the inside.
6: Right. Well, the Ram trucks, I mean, honestly, we're going to offer something from a tradesman, which is going to be pretty stark, pretty utilitarian, you know, rubber floors, you know, vinyl seats, you know, for the guy that needs an absolute work truck that he can just kind of hose out, all the way up to some of these Laramie Limiteds, which are just, you're talking, No plastics. You're talking steel and aluminum um, on the inside, leathers. We've got a 12-inch screen now available on this new Ram 1500. Um, uh, Sirius XM has a next-generation satellite radio, which is unbelievable. And when people start to look at this... 360L from SiriusXM, and it's basically perfect for something like a show like yours, because you can have podcasts, and you can have all of the content that they have is now searchable and downloadable, so you can listen to what you want to listen to. Oh, okay, so instead
1: of just listening to a particular channel, you can go to, okay, I want to listen to a fishing show or a hunting show.
6: Yeah, yeah, as long as they have it, um, or as long as you have a podcast, yeah, Yeah. you can take that with you, so... Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff going on with this, with this new Ram truck.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I set my coffee cup down and rattled the mic. But uh, be careful there, John. But uh, um, now, <laughs> and do you want to just touch on some of the other brands that you may not be responsible for? But Fiat has just taken over the U.S. market in, like, less than 10 years. They went from basically zero to, you know, 100 miles an hour.
6: Well, it's, it's you know, they've partnered with Chrysler. And and what's fantastic is, like, the Jeep brand is stronger than it ever has been. And we're in the process of launching a new Wrangler, the Icon, the best best Wrangler, the most capable SUV ever built. We're just launching that. Huge efforts into that, a refreshed Jeep Cherokee. I just mentioned the Ram trucks, um, some really great stuff going on with Dodge. You know, we've got a demon out there, right, of 840 horsepower (laughs) street legal, emissions legal vehicle. Oh, geez. again, we talk about technology, that technology is what's making that possible.
1: 840 horsepower. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. God. That would be... It's, uh,
6: it's, It's unbelievable.
1: Well, I'm not sure what you'd do with it besides get in trouble. (laughs)
6: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know it's a lot of fun. People ask why and we answer why not. Yeah. because we can because people want it. Yeah. Um you know Alpha Romeo we're in the process of, you know, Alpha Romeo just keeps adding products. So we're just launching the Stelvio which is an SUV from Alpha Romeo, a oh, 500 really? horse 500 horsepower Alpha Romeo SUV that. Wow. You know, it's, it's not an off road SUV, but it's a, it's a performance SUV. Unbelievable handling. You know, today I'm driving on the Angeles Crest Highway in California. Um, that would be the perfect road for, say, this Alfa Romeo Stelvio.
1: Um, wow. Well, there would have to be, you know, because Alphas are not big cars, you, you couldn't make an SUV out of the typical Alfa. Uh, so there must be a whole new platform.
3: Yeah, it's,
6: it's the Julia platform, which is a four-door sedan, mid-size sedan. That's what it's built off of. So, yeah, it's not huge. It's smaller than a Grand Cherokee. But it's just, it's, it's Italian. It's beautiful. It's got an unbelievable interior. And then the handling is just poetic.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was riding with somebody the other day, last week. And I got in the car and was saying, well, what is this thing? Uh, because it was very small. Uh, compact, but yet there is plenty of room on the inside. as that you know? It may not have a trunk and stuff, but there is plenty of room, you know, for, for four big people, or you could squeeze more. But it was just a really finished out, nice, and I was surprised how small it is. And I go, "What is it?" She said, a, uh, "It's a Jeep." And I go, "No, it's not." <laughs> and so I had to go out and, and look at the. Uh, of course, the thing about Jeep, you can always see one coming with those vertical bars absolutely but uh, it still had those so yeah i guess it's a jeep but she yeah. says i've never driven anything but a jeep i won't drive anything else and i love this car yeah
6: well we our jeep owners are the best on the
1: planet yeah well they've been around for a while and you know i can remember when jeep was you know was a tool and it was you know like a tractor it was just built to do what it was built to do right uh, but comfort was not uh, part of the equation
6: and we like to think that our Jeeps now, they're still cool. You know, everybody's got something they need to do. But, yeah, the new Wrangler, um, it absolutely, from a design and from a capability standpoint, touch that. It, took it yeah. has to look like a Wrangler. It has to have the capability of a Wrangler. But our owners are demanding this technology that we've been talking about. They're demanding better radios. They're demanding the safety and the backup cameras and the blind spot monitors, and they're demanding better out yeah. road refinement. And, yeah. and, and, and so the new Wranglers and the Jeeps that you expand so great interiors, great handling, and great technology.
1: Okay. Well, it looks like we're about ready to get kicked out of here, uh, Scott. Uh, and, right. you know, I would—I know that uh, I live in Santa Barbara, and they're just finally opening a uh, um, an Alpha store here. So I'll just go in there and check that out. But uh, they are, you know, they're, they're starting to get stronger. It's not just a little sports car like it used to be.
6: No, no, yeah. we still have them. We yeah. still have them, but it's right. growing.
1: Okay, all right, Scott, uh, go in and kick some tires. You don't have to get in touch with uh, Scott, but make sure when you go in there, tell him that uh, you heard it from Scott. And Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, you get a ask for the special deal, the special radio deal. They'll take 50 percent off, right, Scott? Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon.
0: For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West.
9: See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 mpg highway based on V6 4x2. The
5: East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877 777 Tuna to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
0: Welcome back
1: to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken this is John Hennigan and Frank Selby and Frank's passion is fly fishing uh, you know he just went out the other day and you know in the ocean and he took his fly rod out and maybe you can comment on that during this segment uh, a little bit uh, Frank about about your trip and about your flies and you know of course you'll you know you'll fly fish anywhere for anything so oh, you got it so I think that uh, you and Bart may have a little bit in common because you know Bart, the the Ross reel, as far as I'm concerned, is the best um, medium price reel on the market. Let's put it that way. It's not you know it's not real you know fancy with scrolling and gold plating, but it's as far as function. Uh, you know, there's no reason to get anything else, but then, of course, you can if you want to, you can move up to the Able portion, which is uh, you know, known for its quality for quite some time. So why don't you just kind of make a couple of quick comments, Bart, on what I just said. Agree or disagree?
6: Man,
10: John, you just covered, covered the boat for me. I'm not even sure why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's exactly it. You know, we, we tr- we're based in Montrose, Colorado, all American made company, and, you know, I, we have our sister company, Able, here as well, and as I like to put it, you know, we're kind of the, the Chevy to their Cadillac. You know, yeah. they've got all the bells and whistles, still run like, run great, as do our reels. And, you know, for getting in, getting into the sport and having some quality uh, products you can actually hand down to your grandkids, man, the Ross is pretty hard to beat.
1: Well, there is something about, you know, people that, uh, you know, that are hunters, you know, they're very proud of their gun collection. And, you know, a lot of times they don't even use it, but they want to have it and they, you know, <laughs> and it, it's just they'll pay a lot of money just to have it because of its uh, quality and rarity. And, you know, reels are something that, you know, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of able reels that have been around for 20 some years that uh, work and function brand new.
10: Oh, absolutely, and it's so a back all the time just for service. You know, guys, I'd like to like them, buy something new, but man, they still love their twenty year old guns. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Frank's got a couple of them kicking around, I would bet. I have more than a couple. I have
2: seven, and I have 37 Ables. Oh, oh my God. Oh,
10: that—that that is a the fact that you know exactly how many you have means you don't have That's really what it can
2: <laughs> yeah? yeah. Well, you've got a guy right there who will tell you how uh, many I've time, got.
1: Time for a garage sale, Frank, and then we can really go on a trip. <laughs>
10: oh, yeah. The, I think Frank's referencing um, our vice, the vice president of ABLE here, Jeff uh, Patterson, who I share in office. With and I'm sure he he's quite familiar with your collection at this point, Frank.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jeff. know I've known Jeff since he first started with Able, and he's one of the nicest persons you'll ever have on a team.
10: Oh, a fan, I can't say enough nice things about him either. It's it's good. Yeah, it's but don't boys. tell
2: him why I said that.
10: I will <laughs> tell him. It's a good <laughs> industry, nice and small, and you know we're we're all friends. It's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well actually when it comes to uh fishing reels um you know it's god how many different fishing rods are there you know that are you know 100 200 uh, and fly fishing reels you know there you know there's more than a few out there um, but it is a very specialty market
10: you know in a lot of ways it is and then a lot of times you're you know, I've, I, there's so much that's analogous to the golf industry. It's kind of, kind of annoying at times. But you know, you have different rods for different situations. You know, much as you do in conventional fishing. Yeah, you know, we, you know, yeah, we have, you know, your freshwater stuff won't, won't necessarily be what you want to go chase stuff offshore yeah. with.
1: Yeah, you, know? you ask your caddy to pull out the uh, rod that fits the, the, the uh, <laughs> it fits the circumstance, huh? Absolutely. And then, yeah. And what about uh, uh, switching reels to rods? Do you match them up, or does you know a lot of you go now, I think I'll move up a weight or two in the reel.
10: You know, it it all depends. You've got some interchangeability for sure, uh, but typically you are trying to match them up, and it's it's most important to match the rod to the line. You know, to, if I equate it to, you know, you don't want to put diesel in a Ferrari. Uh, you want to make sure you've got a, a line on there that's going to cast well with that rod, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's what you're casting in fly fishing is the line versus a big old lure or a yeah, spoon or something, right. and then, then there comes the real. You want something that's going to be functional for what you're, the quarry the you're chasing, and as well as not feel like a boat anchor on the end of that rod. You want something that's balanced up pretty nicely.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, talking about fly fishing, maybe if you and Frank can talk a little bit. Frank, tell us a little bit about your trip. Was it uh, yesterday or the day before that you went out? And uh, uh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. Day before the thirtieth, we went out. And we caught uh, 24 fish and barracuda. And guess what? One of them was a Ross reel we were using. The others were Able. all of them. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the Super 8 Abels, and then I had the 10-weight, uh, the 3, what is that called? My mind went blank. That will go from an 8 to a 12. You can interchange the Super 8 spool with the deep spool. Is
10: that the three? That's the three. Yep, you're absolutely right on yeah. I have four of them, Super 8s and 3s. It, you know, Frank brings up a good point. Is versatility with fly reels is the spools. You know, you can use oh. you have different different types of arbor size that will accommodate different size lines, or just have you know a floating line versus a sinking line, and that way you can absolutely be be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of having a fully separate reel. Uh, full disclosure, that's what I do because I'm spoiled and I work for a reel manufacturer. <laughs> for you know two thirds the cost, you can buy a separate spool that quick changes right off and on, and there you are going with. Uh, going with a different
1: product. And, Frank, I still want to hear about uh, your your passion for fly fishing. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference where you go. He wants to take his fly rod. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, whether, whether you can catch fish on the fly there or not, he still takes his fly rod. We're going to go up to Alaska in July and uh, look for some salmon and halibut. And it's not really because they don't school up. And, you know, it's difficult because you do a slow troll. But I'm sure you'll have a fly rod with you and you'll probably catch fish on it.
2: I will have my 15 weight Able reel with my 14 weight rod. Mm -hmm. And I'll be using Kaplunk line, that's a lead cord line. Oh. I am going to catch a fifty-pound halibut on a fly while we're oh, up here. I want to hear. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have caught fifty-pound halibut in the surf. I have never caught a halibut in Alaska on a fly.
1: Well, I think we can. I think we can fix you up with that.
2: Yeah, and I have to. Eat. Thank you, John, for getting a hold of the oil guy. Uh, I tried that, and I was in total. Oh,
1: oh, oh, ProCure. Let's hear about that.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, What I did, I had a client that wasn't very good of a caster. So I put that on all of his flies. Guess what? He caught two to one my fish.
1: Okay. Now (laughs) I got eight, and he got Bart. I don't. don't, I'm not sure you're familiar with what we're talking about. No. Educate me. uh, Well, uh, Procure is a company uh, based out of Portland uh, that they make uh, scents (laughs) for fish attractors, and they do. Gosh, what did he say? Something about ten tons. They process something like ten tons per day yeah uh, of a, a fish from all over the world, mm-hmm. and then they they make oils uh and you know different types
10: oh directly from the fish
1: yeah, wow. yeah. oh yeah, they grind them up and use use all of it, and then they know, love- then they press it and get an oil out of it in Alaska for many years, where there's a thing it 's called uh, butt juice and it's for uh, halibut. And you know, there's not a halibut fisherman up there that doesn't use it. Yeah, but putting it on a fly, we were talking, we had him on the radio, and Frank was talking to him. He goes, well, you know, I think I might like to try that on a fly. So what they ended up with is they have a water soluble and a, you know more of an oil. And you know, and uh, he said, well, if you you don't want to use the oil because it'll mat down the feathers, mm-hmm. so you want a water soluble, but of course it doesn't last very long; it washes off. Yeah, but uh, uh, tell us how that worked, Frank.
2: I, I was really skeptical of the whole thing until I put it on my client's line, and he caught three fish like boom, 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 and I only hooked one <laughs> in the same cast.
1: So he was using it, and you were not.
2: That's right. I well, did the whole day. I wanted yeah. to
1: see. Well, that's impi- that, that's empirical evidence.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, at the end of the day, I had eight fish. He had
1: 16.
2: Oh. <laughs> Two to one. I could not believe it. I am now a believer
1: that well, that works. Bart, maybe you should be selling some of that.
10: Man, I tell you, well... <laughs> you know it's it's on that gray area of where you know are, you're adding in something to the fly that's not float you get some guys sticking their nose up at you but oh yeah there's I a lot of say, purists i am absolutely guilty i carp fish a lot and i am quite happy to dunk my uh, carp flies in some gulp juice ahead of time just as <laughs> yeah. to get a little bit of yeah. extra action <laughs> yeah yeah you know and i think that well works, i that think works fantastic I think there's
2: a lot of us that say, I don't believe it, and then they try it. I'm convinced it works. I don't know if I'll use it all the time. But if a beginner's starting out, I guarantee they will catch a lot more fish with that on their fly.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, the process that you use for barracuda and mackerel and some of the different fish you're catching, uh, do you you throw to them, do you just go, drift them, or how do you do that?
2: Well, we usually are always drawn. We went out to the wall, and we got the point. There was like eight kayak fly fishermen out there by the wall, so I had to go up to my favorite little spot. We hooked a couple of barracuda. One was legal, one was almost, and now. Uh, he lost his at the boat, and then we got some calico bass and some oh, mackerel, great. and it was okay. fun.
1: Well, we're I, about we're. Uh, I hate to cut you off, but uh, uh, we're going to get cut off. We're going to. If you have a couple of minutes, Bart, we've got about another three minute segment left that you can get back on and join us. But we have got a three minute break to take right now. Uh, but on the way out, real quickly, real quickly, uh, contact info.
10: RossReels.com, easiest thing
1: in the world. There you go. That's perfect. All right, you guys, uh, can you hang in for a few more minutes, Bart? Absolutely. All righty, we'll talk to you guys on the other side. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show as much as you want. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken This is John Hennigan, and we're going to continue on just for a couple of minutes. Uh, We have Frank Selby, who's uh, given up his uh, time at the counter at his uh, tackle and fly shop. And we have um, one of the premier uh, fishing reel companies on the line. We have Bart Larmouth, Ross Reels, and then as a side, they also do Abel. So he's (laughs) he's got the equipment, that's for sure, at a price that you need. And I don't know where we left off, uh, Bart. But uh,
10: um, what? Well, I think we were just talking fishing, John. Huh? It sounded like Frank had a good week. We're we're experiencing some warmer than, n- way warmer than usual weather here in Colorado. So uh, oh. instead of being out on the uh, hard water, we're we're still out chasing trout in the rivers. Yeah, and it's been really really good as far as that goes. And well, did we you still guys need some snow do, though? Did
1: you, did you guys get much precipitation this year? Are you going to get a lot of runoff
10: not yet not so far we've had a re- we're about 60% below normal right now yeah um, but we're hoping that it's it takes the course of last year where we hit late march yeah, and all the way say, to may we got hammered uh,
1: yeah, yeah i was going to say frequently march is one of the wettest months
10: Yep, and we need it. You know, we did just to fill up our reservoirs, give us some good runoff, and we had great runoff last year, and that ended up uh, translating into really good late season fishing for us.
1: Well, I got a quick question for you. Frank sure. was talking about his trip out of uh, Southern California. Give us an idea in the last year or so, a couple of the places that you've taken your fly rod.
10: Oh man, I've been uh I've been spoiled, been back, back east chasing striper around in Long Island Sound and um, the one I missed on this year but have been recently planning to do again is uh, down in Louisiana chasing big bull redfish. Oh, oh now God, you're down there this yeah. Year. I'm well, in trouble. I've
1: got I got a contact for you down there that has a lodge, you know, down south of uh, uh, New Orleans. Matter of fact I think his lodge is oh gosh, what is It's About forty minutes from Bourbon Street.
10: Nice, but down by Port Sulphur in that direction.
1: It's well, it's just kind of due south, and, you know, we've got all those waterways and the boats and the flats. And, and uh, of course, redfish is a, a primary target, but they've got speckled trout. they got, you know, they've got a, a ton of good stuff, and they've got plenty of water.
11: Oh, that
10: brackish water was crazy. We had a day where we caught redfish, um, uh, red—we call red drum down there, black drum, as well as sheep's head. Yeah. I caught a largemouth bass and a gar. Okay. <laughs> the well, same now day.
1: Where, where else? Have, where else have you been? Real quick.
10: Man, just up to Wyoming. I've been staying. I've been staying pretty close here. We, um, you know, we've been having some really good water years and been able. I own a drift boat, so I'm spoiled and able to head up to the Green River and um, head down I love to that. San Juan. And you know, we just stayed. Local, by I say local here in the west is about eight well,
1: hours. San, well, oh, okay, yeah, well, San Juan's pretty far south, isn't it?
10: Yeah, about four hours, actually. We're not too yeah. far south from there, north okay. from there, believe it or not. Okay, I'm just Durango there. How far are you from the green? I am just the same, about four hours from the Flaming Gorge section, and okay. another about five from the uh, the Upper Upper, which is partial, which is my one of my favorite streams in the world. Don't tell anybody. Hmm. I like the lower, and you like the upper.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that's the thing about living in the West. You talk to somebody from some of the more populous eastern states, or even in Santa Barbara, I know uh, this was kind of teasing. Uh, we're talking about going someplace, and he goes, that's in a different zip code. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, you know, but you know, people and. Some I have a younger brother that was, lives in Winnemucca, and you know, of course, to g- get in a car, you know, to run to Salt Lake or to Reno or whatever it is, you just get in the car and drive for, a couple hours, three or four hours, and they think it's just like going to the grocery store.
10: That's the joke. When I lived in Wyoming, was uh, oh, it's just down the road a pace. A pace, yeah. Give you a, bit yeah. of a tank of gas. Let's just leave, let's just that, leave it at
1: that. Yeah, it's, you can get there in a tank of gas. Yeah.
10: Exactly. That's you that's you much sound much like Bob enough.
2: Jacqueline
1: now. Okay. All right. Well, this time we really are have to get out of here, and that is rossreels.com. and if you uh, get in touch with Bart or anybody from Ross Reels, ask him for the Fish Talk Special. Everything everything is half price. <laughs>
2: Ooh, <Wow. laughs> you're going to get us in a lot of trouble.
1: <laughs> I
10: know, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. I, did, I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I didn't say half off of what though? Okay.
10: Yeah. But, uh,
1: <laughs> All right, thank you. That was really a lot of fun, Bart. We'll get you back on soon.
2: Thanks, Kenjo. Thank All right. you, Mark. Right.
1: And uh, thank you, Frank.
0: Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't
1: even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby with us. Well... He's not with us. No, yes, he didn't. I am. no, he didn't. He didn't die. It's just that uh, he has to work three days a year at his uh, tackle and fly shop, and uh, that's where he is today. So he's chasing the customers away and locking the door, so he can he can talk to our audience. But uh, thanks for making the effort, Frank.
2: No problem whatsoever.
1: And let's see, we got, talked a little bit about you went out fishing the other day. Uh, we've got coming up on the show. Um just out of nowhere, I opened the front door, and there's this package from Pure Fishing. Um, and I got, well, this must be from Berkeley. And yeah. it was, gosh, it must have been 15 pounds of, uh, um, of different types of artificial baits in it. And these things really work. They're the ones that are impregnated. It's not, uh, uh, what's the other one? It's, it's gulp. It's not uh yeah. Well, no, but yeah, uh, you know, we talked about Procure, that you took that out that we had on last week. And, oh, yeah. And you, you, you got a testimony to that, that's for sure. So we're going oh, to yeah. have to have him listen to the show. But uh, uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking to John. He is the uh, uh, scientist that... Uh, has an office uh, eight stories below ground in his laboratory, you know, working on new types of ways of catching uh, fish. You know, he's their um, research engineer for Berkeley Bates. Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, second, uh, let's see, then we have Dave Jacobs, who's a fisherman in Northern California. I've had him on before, great guy. And then we've got uh, Andrew Hart, hard, H-A-R-D, coming on with uh, a boat club that you guys might all be interested in because they're all over the United States. And if you want the joy and convenience of having a boat, but you don't want to, uh, you want to be able to just get on the boat and drive away, and when you come back in, you just step off and go home with your catch. Um, And it's probably about a third of the price of owning your own boat and you can use it, you don't have to trailer it. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we're going to start right now. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll see if we can get uh, um, John on the line. We'll be right back.
4: Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other, and it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com.
1: back
0: to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken
1: This is John Hennigan and we have Frank Selby Um with us uh, today, but he's sitting, standing, sitting, standing behind the counter at his tackle shop and fly shop. And and he's taking uh, some time and kicking the customers out so he can talk to us today and help co-host. And, you know, it's one of the things that's happened, Frank, is that it used to be we used to think about, you know, in the fall, you clean up your gear and put it away and get it out in the spring. But, yeah. you know, that's, I don't know if it's always been that way, but we're finding out more and more that there's plenty of things to do and places to go. Uh, if you're a snowbird, you can certainly head down to Baja and uh, fish the the winter down there and the tournaments start in October. Um, and then, you know, if you're, if you're really cold, you know, then they're into the ice fishing, which... You know, first, you know, when I first heard about fly fishing, um, the definition was uh, uh, a jerk on one end of the line waiting for a jerk on the other end.
2: uh, (laughs) That sounds like um, me a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, so you really, really don't have to put your gear away. You might want to use different gear. That's all. Yeah, but you can you can find a place. You know, I, I would say that in the United States, very very seldom can you not drive a hundred miles and find a great place to fish.
2: That's true. That's one hundred and ten percent true. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe out there by the Mojave Desert, you might have to drive an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. But there's a. Uh, yeah, and the in the Mojave, yeah. Oh, by the way, Mojave is uh, in kind uh, of guess it's Central California, um, and it's uh, it's kind of an interesting place because in the afternoon the, the wind always blows, and uh, uh, and it's across the desert, and actually Mojave is a Indian word. Take a wild guess what it what the translation is. Mm. It's called Big Wind. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I mean that's a desolate place, but uh you know even at that, you know, I know that there's some spots, and out in the middle of the desert, you find these little creeks and ponds and and lakes that uh that you can always access, but you know pretty much anywhere in the united states it's it's not that difficult, and of course, if you're in the West, you know getting jumping in the car and driving four to eight hours is like going to the grocery store. Yeah, because people are used to that but uh um, anyway, I, you know, my limit is a little bit less than that.
2: Yeah, I uh, I find out there's a lot of local places that people just do not realize there's – and almost every town has a park that you can go catch panfish in. Okay.
1: Well, it does look like we've got uh, John Prock now on the line, and we've got a little time hard getting in through. Hey, John. Yeah, John, I'm so, here. I, well, we're going to have to abbreviate it a little bit because uh, you've been on the phone, I guess. But yeah, uh, you know what? You know how, uh, uh, for a woman, you know, and uh, her husband comes home uh, with a bouquet of flowers for no reason whatsoever, and how good that feels. Well. I didn't get, you didn't send me flowers, but the other day on my front step was a box of about 15 pounds uh, with some of the advanced uh, bait that you've been working on. And I ought to thank you for that because it was completely unexpected and very much appreciated.
12: Oh, no problem, John. I know that you put it to good use and get to use it when you can and you'll get a uh, good for well, Yeah, well, for it. you
1: always send me so much stuff, I usually give a lot of it away. uh,
12: Yeah, and I know you do a lot of things with kits and stuff, too, so I like to get you good. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you got some.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, the question I always ask is that you're down in the laboratory um, thinking up new ways to catch fish. Uh, Is there anything that you're working on right now?
12: Well, we're working on some uh, new technologies as far as how to... uh, catch more fish, like you said. We've always got our fish research department that's uh, working with the fish in our laboratories. Well, we have anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000 fish on a hand at any one time, from black bass to rainbow trout to catfish and bluegills, things like that. But what I'm really working on, John, is the delivery system of how to incorporate that knowledge into products that uh, the anglers like you and I can use out there in the field.
1: Well, you know, the the impregnated plastics that you use um, contain the scent, and as opposed to um, something that you put on the bait, which works quite well, but it doesn't last very long, um, you know, yours, it, it, it's, it's on and it stays on. And, you know, a couple of tips. Is that when you're using scent as a fish attractor, trolling isn't going to help because by the time they find the scent, you're gone. But uh, I think it works best when you're either bottom fishing or drift fishing, or uh, um, you know, or just throwing to the fish.
12: Yeah, the the vertical jigging techniques are really good. Uh, a little bit more passive-type techniques so the fish has a chance to really look at it. It's when those fish are real finicky and coming up and looking at things and almost tasting them before they uh, take them in their mouth. That uh, That's when it really shines, yeah. and uh, that's when the scent and flavors that we've come up with really help out.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you a story that I've told uh, many, many times on this show. As in uh, Baja, oh, gosh, four or five years ago. And you had sent some, some some of the longer swim bait, and I was actually trolling it. Uh, you know, not a fast troll, we were looking for uh, Dorado and Marlin. And uh, so I had to, you know, there was, I, I put I put one on and then there was a couple other rods out that had live bait on. And, a, you know, a, a Dorado came up and took a bite you know, out of the plastic. Well, normally a, uh, a fish can tell as soon as they got it in their mouth whether it's something they want or not. So they'll spit it right out if it's, not, uh, if it's not what they expected it to be. And, you know, they don't eat plastic. But to my amazement, you know, the line was still in the water, and this Dorado came back and grabbed it again. Well, looking at the bait, the first time he hit it, he took a chunk out of it. He bit it a piece off, and then he came back to get the rest. So what does that tell you?
12: That's yeah, telling me that the things that we're putting in there are working for you mm-hmm. out in the field, just yeah. like uh, we expect. So I'm glad to hear that those types of experiences are being seen. And like I said,
1: scenes believing. Yeah. Well, you know, typically live bait is still the best. But at the end of the day, you might be out of live bait, or maybe there's no bait, bait available that day. So if you've got some of this uh, in your arsenal, uh, that doesn't mean you can't fish.
12: That's right. And live bait generally is not quite as durable either. A lot of yeah. times you've got live bait on, they'll pull it off. Whereas with the Gulf oh, yeah. or the par bait products, they have to come back because they aren't pulling it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so you're talking about, we only have about a minute, but you're talking about a delivery system. What what do you have in mind?
12: Uh, We've got some different systems we're looking at that will get the scents and flavors out into the environment quicker. Uh, Some of the MaxScent products, PowerBake MaxScent, is what we're concentrating on now. It's a new system that we've developed that gets scents and flavors out there, but yet it's very durable and doesn't dry out. You can leave it on your... Uh, jig hits and things like that, and it's just as good as it was uh, uh, when you pull it out of the bag. You get to two, three, four hours from
1: there. well, now just out of curiosity, does this built into it when you mold it, or is it something you inject, or how how do you how do you, how do you load up that bait with a scent?
12: We kind of do both. If you want to know for this technology, John, it's it's cooked, if you will, right in. It's in the formula when it's molded, and then we do a, a post secondary operation where we actually soak it in and infuse it mm-hmm. with more liquid water based attractants also so here's a tip for the max scent you can actually use some of the gulp alive liquid and gulp solutions and actually soak your uh, PowerBait Max then in that, and get it recharged after you've used it for a while.
1: Okay, well we're going to have to let you go. we sorry we had to shorten this up, but you're a busy guy. And uh, of course, you know you don't need a contact information. Just go to your local retailer and tell them that uh, uh, you you heard it from John Prock now on Fish Talk Radio, and everything's 50% off.
2: <laughs> oh, you're going to get us in trouble there.
1: Okay. All righty, all right. Thank you, John. We appreciate that, and we're going to get back with you real soon. And thanks again for that surprise.
0: Yeah,
4: The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only 2650 U.S. dollars per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells even the tips are included bird season starts soon so book your adventure today contact support at thegrizgear.com that's support at thegrizgear.com or call 434-953-8598 that's 434-953-8598 <laughs>
1: Let me tell you about a
4: fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides and the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaha.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598.
1: back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John Hennigan. We have Frank Selby and we have a, a world-famous fishing guide on the line with us, and his name is Dave Jacobs. Uh, Dave has been on once or twice in the past, and he's just so full of knowledge and fun that we thought we'd probably better try and slide him in again. Uh, Dave, would you give us a, yes. a quick rundown on what it is you do and where you do it?
11: I sure can. We're up in Northern California and southern Oregon. We're up here steelhead fishing for the wintertime, you know, January and February and early March seems to be our our best times to go after the steelhead and uh, well, winter run. Right mm-hmm. now we're in southern Oregon, right uh, real close to Brookings, Oregon, right on the California, Oregon border oh. for steelhead fishing here on well, the north. Yeah, Coast.
1: Brookings is almost in California. It's only what uh five miles from the border or something like that, or ten miles.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, but uh no it's uh don't think I'd want to live there. I had a sister that lived there and beautiful place, but uh one of the things I learned a long time ago is that if you go to some place and everything is lush and green, there's a reason for it.
11: <laughs> <laughs> you better a lot of You better like that if you want to live up here, that's right.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, the areas that you fish, you know, northern California and southern Oregon, you've got so many really world-famous, world-class rivers.
11: Yeah, the Smith River is just south of us here, and that's where the California state record was caught there in that river. And then we fish there this time of year, and we fish on the Checo River near Brookings, Oregon.
1: Oh yeah. Now, how far uh, from the ocean do you fish? Where's, you know, do you want to be right close to the mouth, or 100, 500 miles away, or does it make a difference? Uh, we're, uh,
11: yeah, we're about uh, five miles upriver from the uh, mouth of the ocean so anywhere from five to ten miles this drainage is the best fishing this time of year these fish are are chrome bright and they come in on all the high tides we got this great moon we got big tides uh, we got a good push of fish coming in the lower river uh, we had some really good rain, and we got really good river conditions right now on oh, okay. both the Smith
1: so, and the So y- you, you sure. know, some fish you don't want to, like uh, billfish and such. Um, there's scientifically they find there's about a ten percent difference between fishing on a full moon and 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 not. And the reason for that is that, it, that the light enables the fish to feed at night. Uh, but sure. what you're talking about, the steelhead, is just the opposite. So you you want a full moon. Because that brings with it the higher tides, is that right?,
11: uh, you got the bigger tides you got that big pool, you also have the uh, you have the fish that are able to move you know great distances at night, and that 's what they want to do. They want to get up river to spawn, so that mm-hmm. moonlight really lets them get on the move here and get past a lot of the predators at night.
1: well, do you ever fish at night?
11: No, we have to fish just in the daytime or one hour before sunrise, one hour after sunset, but uh-huh. uh, the fish do move all night. I've seen them move at night, you know, past a lot of our camps and things. And you can these fish uh, really? There's nothing here to stop them. You know, when it rains, they know it's time to go. The river start to swell, and it's time for the steelhead to move up river. And they got a lot of predators, you know, at the mouth with the uh, the harbor mm-hmm. seals and the sea lions.
1: Oh gosh, it's becoming a real problem. But uh, and again, the steelhead, um, it's basically it's a trout, but they get to be the size of salmon. And, you know, the the difference is, is that they do go upriver and spawn, but they don't die. They go back to the ocean and then come back a year or two later.
11: Two years. Yeah, every two years they come back to spawn. That's correct. They eat, they, they're they they different than salmon. They will make their, their beds, they'll lay the eggs, and then they'll get out of here. So they'll come up, lay the eggs, and they're gone. They won't stay around those reds very long. They'll lay the eggs, and they'll get blown right out and head right back to the salt water.
1: Mm-hmm. Well it, it seems like there should be plenty of steelhead in the ocean but very seldom to hear about people catching them in the ocean.
11: They're very mysterious in the ocean. That's why the people love them in these rivers. They're the hardest fighting fish of all the fish I fish in fresh water.
1: Yeah. And on, is that on the because river. so there is there's fish out there but you just for some reason it's you know I, it's possible. I know people that have caught steelhead in the ocean but very rare and you just never see them.
11: Yeah, I, I hear that a lot in my boat. They tell me they just don't see them a lot, and and that is the truth. So what we do is we, we've we learned to target them in December, January, February, and even early March. And uh, we seem to do really well. We just time these rains out. We, we get set up over here with the drip boat, and uh, we row you down. It's a beautiful country. You know, this is the redwood forest mm-hmm. here in northern California, and you have the giant old-growth redwoods. And uh, it's just uh, unbelievable. Uh,
1: place to float yeah. down to go fishing. Well, and again, you know, you talked about there, there's multiple reasons to go fishing. Um, you know, back, you know, in the Indians and in early days, uh, the only reason you went fishing is so you're looking for dinner. Um, well, that's right. But, but if you live in an urban area, um, you're going to where, well, let's put it this way, I've never seen an area that you go fishing that's not a beautiful place to go. Um, it might be just a little oasis in the middle of the desert. But uh, generally speaking, you know, there's a reason to go out in the water, and it's not just to catch fish. And at that, you know, what's becoming more and more popular now is the catching, uh, not the eating. Uh, now, but aside from that, you know, steelhead are are tasty. They're, you know, basically they're big trout. But what is some of the difference in the fish and in the meat from a trout to, and a steelhead?
11: Uh, the, you know, it both, basically it's their food, John. You know, they have a lot of really good feed out in the ocean. They're, they're a really mild fish. They come in out of the salt. They're, they're really fresh, firm fillets. They're, a, they're a lot milder than, than, than what you would, uh, expect like, uh, one of these ocean run fish like the king salmon. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, a real nice light colored, uh, pink fillet. Real firm. Very, very mild. Excellent fish. Um, to take and there's a really great hatchery program up here. We let the wild ones go, and uh, we do retain a hatchery steelhead um, for dinner once in a while up here.
1: Yes, yeah, well, and for good reason. But uh, the now besides the steelhead, I know you do a little bit more than that. This time of the year, you're focusing on that. But uh, what else do you do?
11: Well, right after this, we have our uh, freshwater white surgeon, and we have the the annual spring striper spawn. Oh. Stripers, that's right. Yeah, what, the striper's coming by the millions. Yeah, the of white sturgeon.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, the what is it? Green, yellow. The the the, the really big ones uh, that are farther up north in the Columbia and stuff. But the, how big do the uh, white sturgeon get?
11: Uh, we have a, we have a really we have a really good fishery for whites, you know, forty to sixty inches from the tip of their nose to the fork of their tail. Uh-huh. Forty to sixty inches, you know, anything from forty to seventy five pounds, you'll get some really nice keeper fish uh-huh. um, to take home with you. For the uh, mar- late March, early April, you can get some sturgeon. Um, and we also have the Bay Delta. We have a wonderful sturgeon fishing there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, April, in May, you can catch all the stripers your heart desires with us in the river. Oh, now you're
1: talking. Yeah, striped bass. Oh, those there. are, those are, well, talk about tasty. Those are really good, and they're so much fun to catch because they, you know, they'll come up out of the water and, and you know, and uh, they're not interested in getting in the boat.
11: Yeah, no, they're 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 actually one of the hardiest, toughest fish we catch. You know, these steelhead fight real tough, but those stripers, they are built... Uh, like tanks.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, after five minutes, they don't get tired and quit.
11: <laughs> no, they fight all the way to the net, and they never give up. They're, they remind me a lot of the American shad; those are hard-fighting sport fish.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, so, and what about? Do you ever go out in the ocean?
11: Um, I get a little bit of time, but guiding. You know, we're running a lot of different boats now, and I spend all these days on these rivers now in California, Oregon, that I don't get a lot of time, but. Um, I do have a lot of friends that bring me some good stuff. You know, I get uh, it's Dungeness crab season up here. Oh, like yeah. Crab. It's up here. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, a friend of mine from... Uh Well, he actually is just right south of San Francisco. He's got a boat that uh, um, he fishes 12 months out of the year, depending on what's out there. And they'll, you know, a lot of times they'll go out and they'll put down crab traps, and and then do their fishing, come back and pick them up. And I was fishing with him one day, and he's got, uh, you know, like a. Fifty-five, sixty-foot uh, uh, party boat, and you know we went to his house afterwards, and he had this big pot. He had this big pot of boiling water, you know, and he dumped about a dozen of these dungeness crabs in it. And, you know, he knows what to do and how to do it. You know, you just kind of hit him on the edge of something, then take the scarpel off and and just, uh, um, God, they were so good. And sitting there just stuffing yourself on Dungeness crab meat is just a a true pleasure.
11: Yeah, I get a lot um, of really, mm -hmm. we get a lot of compliments on that Dungeness crab. They really like it.
1: Yeah. Well, and, of course, when you catch it and cook it the same day and you put basically they're, they're still alive.
11: Yeah, they're alive for a couple days, no problem. Put mm-hmm. them on ice and in mm-hmm. cooler, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, um, uh, do you ever do you ever get any salmon coming up the rivers?
11: King salmon. We have a really hearty salmon run July, August, September, October, and November, and even into early December now.
6: Hmm. Hmm. So we
11: have a, we have a lot of king salmon. Our our king salmon rivers. Are really strong The strongest in August, September, October uh, We do start fishing in July And we finish up in December um, And then we celebrate the holidays And then right after the steelhead we go
1: Okay, well we're about running out of time So before we do that Let's get some info on you For people that are traveling to that part of the world And they want to get um, the best guide that's available And the best boats at, And at a, at a good price uh, Contact information, Dave
11: Get a hold of me at Dave Jacobs. You can get the website's really easy. That's SacramentoFishing.com. Sacramento. Fishing.com.
1: Well, a dummy like me can remember that, at least for 30 seconds or so. Sacramento Fishing. Yeah, you'll fishing. see all
11: the pictures, the fish reports. Just go to SacramentoFishing.com, and you'll yeah. see everything we do uh, in uh, Northern uh, California uh, and Southern I'm, I'm, Oregon.
1: Okay, we got to go. Uh, how many? Well, I was going to ask you more, but we'll just have to bring you back. But, uh, Dave, we appreciate you coming in, and uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. If you've got a couple of minutes, we'll hold you on for a few, if that's all right
11: stay on the line. Go all ahead. All right.
1: Okay. All right. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show. It's right on the front page. You can listen to it all you want and uh, you know, make sure you got all the information. We'll be right back.
4: fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing the trout and bass are biting a quick drive from the valleys below we have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own visit lakegregoryrecreation.com for information lakegregoryrecreation.com that's lakegregoryrecreation.com
5: 77777
3: tuna
0: Welcome
1: back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby uh, sort of with us. He's uh, watching the store today at his tackle and fly shop. And he's uh, closed the doors and put a uh, closed sign up and chasing the customers away so he can talk to us. And we also have on the line with us uh, someone that I'm anxious to talk to. Andrew, I, I know I talked to somebody from Freedom Boats a few years ago. And I don't know if it was you or not. But the whole concept of the boat club that you that you operate is is it's just a no-brainer uh, would you mind explaining about what it is and how it works
7: sure john uh, and actually it probably was me you talked to a few years ago because when, when i started this out here i think we had we were the second location and it was just me and one other guy um running the show and now we're at uh about 13 boats and 10 employees between the two locations here Uh, but the way the way it works is it's a one time initiation fee and then a monthly fee and for that our members uh, get unlimited access to our entire fleet of boats and that's 150 locations across the U.S. and now we're we're breaking into um, Canada and Vancouver and looking at some locations in Spain and France
1: well you know you you should be in Cabo
7: yeah, yes. It's uh you know these are all on the way. So well, we let's have let's, had, uh, part, let's partner up. And, and, let's and par,
1: partner up and I'll help you run that one. <laughs>
7: right. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, me too. But, yeah. on the list there.
1: But uh, so. in, anyway, Andrew, I have a condo in Cabo San Lucas. So if you want to come down, we can't fish on your boat, but I'll take you fishing.
7: Okay. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. Okay. Yeah, I've never. Been we surf on the same day. Right.
1: Well, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about numbers and the reason that you want to join uh, the Freedom Boat Club. And we talked about this earlier, and, you know, I, I probably should let you do the talking. But let's just talk about the economics of it. So would you go ahead and, and take it from there? Let's just say that, you know, that you like to fish and you go out one or two days a month. You, you know, you paid, uh, you know, dollars $100,000 for your boat, and you want to use it. Um, and one of the things I've learned a long time ago is that there's two things that will cause a boat to wear, one is using it, and the other one's not using it.
7: <laughs> That's so
1: true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just you know, just sitting there is not good for a boat. It's uh,
7: actually, I, in my opinion, it's worse to have a boat just sit yeah. for extended periods of time than than um, get high usage. At least you keep things running, you keep those those gaskets, you know are, are going to be moist and, and they 're not going to be cracking and and you 're not going to have nearly the issues as when you have something to say
1: right so know? well let 's just get back to the economics of it let 's just say i mean you cannot buy a you know a, anything t- you know twenty feet or you know or bigger um, you know for less than about fifty grand you know and yep. most and most of the boats, especially the class that you 're in they're probably hundred and fifty and up. Yeah, everything.
7: I mean, all of our boats are about twenty to thirty foot long, single engine outboard, um, and you're talking about boats in the range of anywhere retail from sixty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars.
1: All right, okay? uh, let's let's just say you buy a boat for seventy five thousand. Sure. And and then what is and once you buy the boat? What are the what's it going to cost you per month to own that boat?
7: So we've done a lot of work on this. So actually, by the time you have your slip fee, your insurance, that boat payment, um, you're going to be looking at around fifteen hundred dollars plus.
1: A month. So you finance on that fin- finance a boat, and by right. the time you you know you get the storage fees, the maintenance, the insurance, I mean, seventy five thousand.
7: Yeah, you could be closer to two thousand. Yeah, a month. So I mean that that's our value prospect is for about the cost of a slip fee, actually a little less. You can have the boat, the maintenance, the insurance, the training. And it's not just a financial – I mean, financially, it's a no-brainer, like you said. But then you've also got your time, right? Your time has value. So how do you want to spend that time? Do you want to spend it cranking on a motor? I mean, some people love that stuff. But I know me personally, and and I don't know about you guys, but I want to fish. I want to be uh, out on the water doing you
1: you, you, You get up, you go down, and, you know, let's see, you have to launch the boat. Um, right, you know, and by the time you get down there fooling around, you get it, you already had it all set to go, but by the time you 're on the water fishing it 's at least an hour uh plus yeah. your plus your drive time.
7: And, and, then, and, and then, then when you come back, you gotta unload that thing. Clean yeah. it.
1: And you know, you come back in for a hard day fishing, and the last thing you want to do is wash down your boat and do the maintenance and scrub the blood and all that kind of stuff. Um,
7: I, I want a cheeseburger, a nap, and a beer. <laughs> there you <laughs> that's go. When I come
1: back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Me too. So in the Freedom Club, let me see if I understand how this works. Um, as you're a member, you just call up and make a reservation or email or whatever you do. And then uh, yeah. you just show up. The boat's ready and waiting for you, um, and you just step on the boat and you take off. And when you come yep. b- when you come back in, you you know you grab your fish, you step off the boat, and you're done.
7: And you're done. Yeah, you got you have it correct. Uh, it's actually easier than a phone call. It's an online reservation system. Mm-hmm. So you just go online, you select the boat you want, the time you want to come down. And then when you do get here it's that's it's red carpet service. I mean mm-hmm. it's that Vegas treatment. The guys know your name. Hey, how you doing? Um, I think Frank can attest to this. They take your gear, they put it on the boat for you. Then you come off the water, they're grabbing your gear, taking it to your car, washing down your rods. Have a great day, you wow. know, and and you just what's it so you. great, and that's yeah. it. What's so great? Well,
2: about and, your, and, and your again, club.
1: You, you know, you talked about the economics, and this is four hundred bucks a month, which is about a third of what it would cost you, and, you'll, pro- you'll, you'll, and you'll probably do more fishing because there's, you know, there's, there's it's, it's less inhibited. You can go whenever you want to go, and and sure. you don't have to, you know, spend two, three, four extra hours for that you should be fishing.
7: Our, our members you, are actually boating. We've been doing this since 1989, and our members are boating twice as much as people who own their own boats. Yeah. So the yeah. ones that went out and spent all that money, they're actually on the water less than our members.
1: Well, so for 400 bucks a month, how many times do you get to use it?
7: It's unlimited usage out of your home location. Yeah. So, um, and you've got, you know, here locally we're in Los Angeles, and Huntington Beach, and then we have about 30 boats down in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have boats in the Delta. So those are your closest Southern California locations. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 150 with a a high amount of them being in Florida and kind of southeast in that area. Yeah. Well...
2: You can ask him. I, did, I had to go three times to believe what he was saying, and he'll tell yeah. you that. My wife, I was ready to buy, and I figured out per month just for the boat to be slipped and everything, I'd be paying right at 2300 a month for just maintenance, cleaning, and uh, the slip in Newport wow. Beach so I drive 14 miles I'm on the boat the people up there his people that work the dock are the greatest guys I have ever met and they make you feel like they want to help you and I really appreciate that and I always tip my guys That they get the boat ready it's already warmed up you're ready to go. They carry everything down. When you get back in, they take your rods right there. Go clean them before you, while you're still getting off the boat. That's how good they are.
1: Well, and, and uh, this is, you know, depending on what part of the world you live in, uh, you know, four hundred a month. You're gonna, you're talking three or four hundred a month just for a slip.
2: Well, more than that. Well, I don't where know where you any are. Place. Yeah, where you are.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know anywhere like that you can get a slip for 400 a month anymore. You can get a dry dock slip for yeah. 400. Yeah. But not in the water. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting and harder. That and that saves harder. you saves you about 3 hours of work every time you go fishing.
1: Yeah. Well, the when do you go fishing more often? Yeah, now, you got it. I don't have yeah. to come home and clean I mean, for two hours. Yeah.
7: He even had time. He came down and showed our guys how to how to fly fish right off the dock. So we all got, including myself, which was a really cool day. You know, Frank comes down and uh, just brings all his gear and teaches us, you know, some of the basic stuff. You know, watches us do it. And uh out, he says, Oh, that's nice and then hawks it halfway across the marina himself. Yeah. So yeah. that's when you get to see how it's done, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you guys did great, all of you. I enjoy teaching. I don't think there's a better thing to do is watch somebody you taught go out and catch 10 or 12 fish. I yeah. think that's the greatest thing in the world. And, and uh, the freedom uh, just, boat clubs is best.
1: Well, real, real quickly, um, the majority of the people that rent your boats go fishing, uh, but there's a large percentage of people that just want to get out on the water. Um, right. Can, 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 tell us a little bit about what you have there.
7: So we've got, uh, yeah, I'd say 60 to 65 percent of our club is fishermen, and our, our boats kind of reflect that. Is Probably 65 percent of our boats are, are fishing you know, boats, but that being said, a lot of those boats, like the 24 that uh, Frank took out the other day, it's got a 50-gallon bait tank, it's got a GPS, but... I can throw in a bunch of cushions and backrests and all that kind of stuff on request, and that boat becomes a real nice cruising boat. Mm -hmm. We also have boats that are dedicated for cruising. So we just have like our water sports boats. Mm -hmm. So they have wakeboarding towers. Um, Maybe you want to take your wife or your kids out. You know, the girls want to sit out front. They can have a fun time. Kids want to do the water sports off the back. Yeah, And then we've even got things like a Duffy boat. Um, And coming forward... Into this year, a new offering we have are some cruisers. It'll be a second uh, class of membership, but you'll have cruisers that have the ability to go to Catalina um, and stay on the
1: boat. Andrew, we're going to have to take a break. We're about out of here. We've only got a few minutes left when we come back. Sure. Can you hang in there with us?
7: Yeah, no problem,
1: John. All righty. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to com and right on the front page, click on it, and you can listen to everything there is if you miss something. And your website is... Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby. And we also have Andrew Hand, which I'm so excited about what you're doing, Andrew. Um, I just wish there was something a little bit closer to me. Um, but you know, the way that you guys are expanding, you've got, what, 150 locations throughout the U.S.?
7: Yeah, we've 150, and now we have. Three years ago, we had uh, two locations on the West Coast. Now we have 10, so we are expanding to the, the West Coast locations. We do have plans to get into Oxnard and Ventura at some point, and Newport as well, Frank. So we're gonna we're looking at 2019 for Newport.
1: Well, we'll just mention it real quick. If somebody wants to become a franchisee, they there's space available. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And then my, so. my commission is 50. percent <laughs>
2: yep. You're gonna get us killed one of these days, John. <laughs>
7: <Yeah>. Always thinking.
1: <laughs> Always thinking, yeah. Well but, that's why he's there. Yeah. But uh uh before we get cut off again and wait too long, uh contact information. Freedom Boats uh you know, if you if you Google it it'll pop right up. But what is the website address?
7: Uh, the website is FreedomBoatClub.com. dot com.
1: Freedomboatclub okay dot com, and right. <laughs> so yeah, FreedomBoatClub.com. dot and, com. Huntington and a, Beach. And if you you know if you like to fish and you don't know and one of the problems with having your own boat is you're pretty much limited. Uh, if you got a boat in the water, uh, you're not going to take it you know <laughs> across the country to to use it to go fishing. Sure. But, but with your club, if anybody you know they want to try something and. In Florida or wherever, Texas or the East Coast or uh, now in Sacramento, you don't have to drag your boat with you. You just show up.
7: Some of the pictures I've gotten from members that I've sent to other clubs I mean, I haven't been to the, all the clubs myself. I've been to a lot of them, but I've sent them to Isla Murata. Oh, yeah. You know, they sent me pictures back. I um, had a guy catch marlin down there. I, uh, another guy. Um, in Vancouver, sent me some great pictures. He's boating through the wilderness. I mean, just some of this stuff, and you're getting all these different landscapes. I had a guy in Boston, Harbor, downtown Chicago. I mean, you know, he's on the Great Lakes. So uh, just some really cool stories.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about no-brainer. But, you know, just just take the effort to find out. And you know, if you uh, if you're looking for a, an event that you want to you know give to your favorite uh, fisherman, uh, get them a, a membership. Um, now on the membership, uh, if one person in the family owns it, how many people can use it?
7: So you can take uh, a membership includes a husband and, and spouse or significant other. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you can take whoever you want on the boat. So you can take your dog on a boat. As, but as, least,
1: um, as long as at least one of you is on that boat, yeah.
7: Right. So one of the one of the drivers has to be on the boat, which is the, the husband or wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, and other. you make them take a class
2: that's really good. I really love that about the Freedom Boat Club. You take very well care of your boats.
7: Yeah. It, the class is, it just gets everybody on the same page. Even people who are, I mean, we have guys that are, are captains, right? I had a guy who's a, a, a pilot captain. Um, he, he brings the boats in in L.A. Harbor, right? So he's in the big boat that goes, and they go out and meet the big ships, and, and he's the one that brings them in. Okay. He still went through the class. Um so it just it gets everybody on the same page with our boats. They're a little smaller and. and you know, different,
1: they're, All right. they're different to maneuver. Well, that music, so. uh, Andrew, means that we're going to have to take a break. But uh, trust me, we're going to be more in touch with you. And it would be a great gift or a great investment because it's uh, it's a one-time fee and you got it for the rest of your life. Uh, which, yeah. you know, for Frank and I, that may not be that long. but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, uh, hey, I plan uh, to be around 100. Yeah. yeah, you and, got uh, a lot of yeah. years left, that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and again, for the price of a slip fee, you've you got access to these tremendous boats uh, pretty much anywhere that you'd be interested in going. So it's yep. a no-brainer, and uh, mention uh, Fish Talk Radio, and uh, we'll get half off your membership. Maybe. <laughs> you are listening to Fish Talk. We'll be right back with you and, uh, soon next week. Bye.